Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Bear thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 51 Have mercy upon me, O God, after thy great goodness. According to the multitude of thy mercies, do away mine offenses. Wash me thoroughly from my wickedness, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my faults, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee only have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified in thy saying, and clear when thou shalt judge. Behold, I was shapen in wickedness, and in sin hath my mother conceived me. But lo, thou requirest truth in the inward parts, and shalt make me to understand wisdom secretly. Thou shalt purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Thou shalt wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Thou shalt make me hear of joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Turn thy face from my sins, and put out all my misdeeds. Make me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. O oh, give me the comfort of thy help again, and establish me with thy free spirit. Then shall I teach thy ways unto the wicked, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou that art the God of my health, and my tongue shall sing of thy righteousness. Thou shalt open my lips, O Lord, and my mouth shall show thy praise. For thou desirest no sacrifice, else would I give it thee but thou delightest not in burnt offerings. The sacrifice of God is a troubled spirit, a broken and contrite heart thou not despise. 
O oh, be favorable and gracious unto Zion, build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifice of righteousness, with the burnt offerings and oblations. Then shall they offer young bullocks upon thine altar. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the eleventh verse of the eighth chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes which I command you today. Lest, when you have eaten and are full, and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply, and your silver and your gold are multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up, and you forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage, who led you through that great and ter terrible wilderness, in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land where there was no water, who brought water for you out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you to do you good in the end. Then you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. Then it shall be, if you by any means forget the Lord your God, and follow other gods, and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. As the nations which the Lord destroys before you, so you shall perish, because you would not be obedient to the voice of the Lord your God. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 57th verse of the 27th chapter of the Gospel of St. Matthew. And those who had laid hold of Jesus led him away to Caiaphas the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. But Peter followed him at a distance to the high priest's courtyard. And he went in and sat with the servants to see the end. Now the chief priests, the elders, and all the council sought false testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but found none. Even though many false witnesses came forward, they found none. But at last, two false witnesses came forward and said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. And the high priest arose and said to him, Do you answer nothing? What is it these men testify against you? But Jesus kept silent, and the high priest answered and said to him, I put you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. 
Jesus said to him, It is as you said. Nevertheless, I say to you, hereafter you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. What further need do we have of witnesses? Look, now you have heard his blasphemy. What do you think? They answered and said, He is deserving of death. Then they spat in his face and beat him, and others struck him with the palms of their hands, saying, Prophesy to us, Christ, who is the one who struck you? Now Peter sat outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him, saying, You also were with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you are saying. And when he had gone out of the gateway, another girl saw him and said to those who were there, This fellow also was with Jesus of Nazareth. But again he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. And a little later, those who stood by came up and said to Peter, Surely you also are one of them, for your speech betrays you. Then he began to curse and swear, saying, I do not know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed, and Peter remembered the word of Jesus, who had said to him, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So he went out and wept bitterly. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state and mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, our refuge and strength, who art the author of all godliness, be ready, we beseech thee, to hear the devout prayers of thy church, and grant that those things which we ask faithfully we may obtain effectually, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. 
Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Evening off. The thoughts about our lessons tonight, beginning in Psalm 51. Um, you'll note that we've taken a penitential turn in our in our psalms as we get towards the end of the Trinity season. Um, as we go between this week, um, where we offer um, a kind of summary collect prayer um, that all the things we have been praying for as a church uh, throughout this season that we have faithfully continued to pray for that we may ev like eventually effectually obtain. Um, that we might um, find realized within us those things that we have prayed for God to bestow. And as we've gone through the Trinity season, it's significant that we have um, that, that we have had a conversion of the kind of things that we think and pray for um, and the things we ask God to bestow. Um, Trinity trend is, is meant to kind of lead us as a shepherd through, um, you know, the experience of praying for these, you know, things that maybe grab our attention and, and you know, dominate our anxieties and, um, you know, press for uh, preeminence. But it's a long enough season that gives us the opportunity to have a wave of prayers for those things. And then we still have to keep praying. And after that, um, this is the this is the, the, the goodness of that habit of, of diligent, continuous prayer is that, you know, um, God invites us to offer prayers for those things that are the center of our anxieties. Um, if if only that we might have prayed for those things uh, and then find the question, you know, rise up within us. All right, all right what now should I pray for? Um, and that's the opportunity for us to pray for the thing behind that thing, to pray for the thing behind the object of our anxiety. Um, and unless we give it a long enough season, we really never get the opportunity to have that. It's kind of like during Lent. Lent is long enough that um, we spend the first couple of weeks feeling hungry for the thing we're fasting from and then persevering through that experience. Uh, we find the thing that is uh, really the thing uh, feeding the thing we're fasting from and the thing, the desire beneath that um, that sort of superficial itch. Um, Aliyah and I have talked at length about this, that, you know, we, we sometimes will check in with each other um, after church about, you know, you know, where are you yet? Yeah, have you crossed that threshold yet? <laughs> have you gotten the, to the thing beneath the thing yet? And there's a there's a bit of comedy there. And I think a lot of us would share that. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and we both are like, oh, yep, I'm there or nope, not yet. You know, and and that's and that's a good thing. So as we as we close out this Trinity season, we begin to, you know, we turn this to a kind of penitential tone that will characterize the Advent season of preparation for Christmas, but also a preparation, a kind of final preparation of the soul to meet the Lord. Um, and as we start to take a reflective look that then anticipates what is to come, um, we we find ourselves saying, you know, Lord, grant us those things that we really need. Um, maybe not the things we always immediately want. Um, and the things that give life to all the other things we might might want in a more kind of short term or you know transitory way, um, give us the life that makes those things meaningful in their time and beautiful in their time um, so that we, in obtaining them, can actually enjoy them for what they are and not attempt to, to stretch them into something that they cannot be. Um, and so as we pray Psalm 51 tonight, it is a, a prayer of, um, of, pur of purgation, really, 
Um, and as we go into this Sunday, our collect will change to a, a, a prayer for absolution, that the Lord would absolve us of all of our sins here at the end of the season. Um, and then the following Sunday of, of, of Sunday next before Advent will be a prayer to stir up the heart that has been made um, ready to be stirred up to meet the Lord. Um, and so here we are at the end. Um, we ask that we might be um, purified and, and purged of those things that, um, owing to this long season, have not endured those things that have not stood the test of this long Trinity season um, and the things that we may have started out with um, in uh, at the beginning of this season, you know, take a look back at where you were when Trinity began and ask yourself, you know, what was I you know, so deeply concerned about and uh, ha have those things stood the test of time? Have they proved fruitful? Have they proved worthy of my attention um, or have they not? Um, there's no particular judgment in that except to say that, um, you know, it's an illuminating question now that we have this season of time to ask it. So as we look into Deuteronomy, this is exactly what Moses is calling upon the people to do. Look at the things that have happened. Look at the generation that has wasted away in this wilderness and see how the things that they continually gave themselves to, despite the Lord's continuous provision, did not withstand the temptation of the desert, did not make it through the trial of the wilderness. And as a result, you know, what have they to show for themselves? They are lost to this wilderness and you, Lord willing, will enter the land and will flourish in it. But if you do what they did, um, that land will, no, will not be a place of flowing with milk and honey and blessing and provision for you. Um, it will become as much death to you as this wilderness was for your parents. Uh, and so that is the thing is beneath the land of flowing with milk and honey is really that life that the Lord invites his generation of, of a chosen people into. Um, and we get, we see also paired up with this Deuteronomy lesson in a really kind of tragic way, the lesson from Matthew, where we have, you know, the, 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 the people who are above all others supposed to be expert and in both applying and following the law that Moses is striving so much to impart to that generation. We see at the very end of that whole, of that whole kind of tumultuous, tumultuous history that they really didn't. And there is, there's something that is kind of wrong in the heart. Um, and so there is in the judgment of Jesus, a final abdication of that vocation to the law. Um, and it shows the, the, the ways that the, it shows the ways in which the Sanhedrin, who represents all of Israel at that time, has has striven for this thing that has proven futile and toilsome in their hands. Um, meanwhile, the person who could give them life is standing before them, uh, withstanding their judgment and their condemnation. Um, and so this is Israel's history in a nutshell. Israel, of course, being those who strive with God. And here they are, you know, smacking him around in a literal room um, while they misapply the law in order to have him summarily executed. Um, and that is um, there's a tragedy in that. And it's recapitulated in, in Peter's uh, vignette here, where we had previously Peter, you know, stating so boldly and so zealously his desire to um, go with Christ to the very end um, and to, to die with Christ and that he would never betray him. And yet he has, within a few hours, betrayed him three times, as the Lord uh, predicted. And so we have this problem, this riddle emerge here on this side of the resurrection, before that re resurrection narrative, that there is something that zeal and a, and a kind of aspiration to be to have fortitude and courage, 
there are some things that that cannot stand against. Um, and it is only when our fortitude, when our zeal, when our piety, when our wisdom, when any of the things, any of the good things that we might lay hold of are given new life again. In this case, when fortitude is given the virtue of hope to, to, to sustain it and back it when it is under this kind of pressure, um, only then can it stand firm. And as we see Peter acting in the Acts of the Apostles, that is what happens um, once he has received that gift of life to this zeal that he so badly wants to have. So for us um, here at the end of the season, it, it really um, it's, it's worthy of cataloging where we have um, where we have aspired and failed and where we have aspired and, and, and prayed and begun to see some sprout wings pop up through the soil of our lives. Uh, because this is the way that we are seeing where the Lord is giving us the grace to follow a calling that he has set before us. And it's an illuminating thing to do. So I encourage you to do that as we enter this last week of the Trinity season. And with that, we'll turn to our intercession on page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over them, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all so much for being here tonight. It's a privilege to pray with you. And thanks to Aaliyah, my co-leader. Hope you have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Have a good evening. Thank you very much. Have a good Friday.